Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Biker Chick Chat. I'm your host, Biker Bethany, and I'm on a mission to find female riders from all over the planet to find out their stories of how they got into the motorcycle world. And on today's episode, I'm joined by Shayna Guy. She is a painter living in California, and I've got to say, she is living that LA dream. So let's jump straight in and see what she has to say. Hey Shayna, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, welcome to my podcast. Thank you for having me, I'm stoked to be on here. Oh, that's so kind, well, I'm really also, like pleased that you said that you'd come on. I mean, <laughs> just checking out your Instagram, the fact that you're a female biker to start with, you've got a cool look going on and you paint, I mean, <laughs> that's just epic. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I've literally, I've won my whole life. I, I had no plan of, of being here or getting here or um, none of that. I mean, I've been into bikes my whole life, but I never thought it would become such a lifestyle and such a, uh, just literally my life revolves around it. So it's just, I never thought that that would happen, but I'm stoked it did. So yeah. I can't complain at all. That's awesome. So tell me how you actually got into painting bikes. How did that start, bit start to spiral? So I actually started, um, I started with painting cars. I went to school, I went to college for collision repair. Um, so I started in a body shop and I'm super thankful for that foundation because, um, I learned how to weld. I learned how to do body work. I learned how to pretty much do everything, including paint. So then from there, I worked in a body shop for a while. I was a painter and, um, just jobs here and there as a damage appraiser. And then, um, I picked up, I've always kind of wanted to be a custom painter. I never really knew how to go about it. And then there was a local, when I lived in Pennsylvania, um, there was a local painter there that was looking for an apprentice and he was a custom painter and an airbrush artist. And I figured why not? And I, I started going to him and learning and then from there just kind of took off and I've just kind of ran with it. So <laughs> I'm super stoked about it. That's awesome. So that's cool that you actually managed to start with cars, which is obviously such like a bigger surface as well, isn't oh. it? 100%. So there's actually, there's pros and cons to each, of course. Um, so every once in a while, I'll still do a car. Right now, I have a, a 64 GTO that I'm restoring. So about once a year, I'll take on a car just for, you know, old time's sake. But um, what I do like about cars is as much as the surface area is bigger and it's so much bigger of an object, everything's all bolted together and all lined up. With a bike, when I'm designing a bike and laying a design over these parts, like none of these parts are actually like, 
together and I have to make this whole design flow over this bike of all these tins that aren't even touching each other so and not even on the bike when I'm painting it so I have to kind of like I have to really know where these parts bolt up onto this frame so yeah. it's definitely a fun challenge but I definitely like bikes better so yeah sure I didn't think of it like that actually yeah, I guess you're taking it all apart aren't you and then you've just yep. got these random bits that you're painting <laughs> yeah and I'm like I hope this lines up the way that I'm envisioning in my head so <laughs> <laughs> so was you like into art and drawing and stuff when you were in school? oh yeah so when I was when I grew up I was um not really like heavily into art I would sketch stuff and like my family would always tell me I was a good artist and stuff and I was like yeah okay and then when it came time to go to college, my mom really pushed me to go to like fine art school and I did not want to go. I'm not like, I was not that type of person. I was like, that's not me. Like I can't do it. I took one art class in high school and it did not go well. I'm pretty sure I got suspended from it. So I was like, you know what? This is not, I was like, I don't think I should do art for a living. I was like, I just don't think, I think it's a hobby thing. And so then, um, I was always into cars and stuff. So that's why my mom eventually recommended for me to go to college for that. And then when I started actually custom painting, it was only like graphics and stuff at first. But then when I started my freehand airbrush work, I, I dove back into my sketching and stuff. And I was really thankful that I grew up with that. And um, then that's when I started taking a lot of like just freehand art classes and airbrush classes and stuff like that. So, Oh, cool. Yeah. So do you do like a lot of freehand uh, so I used to I used to do nothing but freehand it kind of goes in phases like I'll, I'll have like six or eight months of doing one thing and then six or eight months of doing another thing like um, all last year I did mostly pinstriping for a while so I barely even painted a bike and then the year before that was pretty much all freehand airbrush work and I did um, some murals and a, a lot of skulls on bikes and stuff like that so that was pretty cool I had a tank that I painted for Harley that I did a bunch of skulls and filigree all over that was actually they did like this whole tank wall of a bunch of different artists and um there was like I forget how many artists were up there but one of mine was up there so that was pretty cool I was stoked to see that so <laughs> that's epic oh my god that's so cool yeah I'm so super stoked about it yeah, that's so good. I think I might have seen that on your Instagram, actually. Yeah, um, I posted about it. They had it up at um, both Sturgis in 2021 and 2022. So I don't think that they're doing it in 2023. I think it was only for two years, but it was still cool to have up there. So yeah, that's amazing. So like when people come to you and like they have an idea and whatever, do, do they sometimes just say, this is like a rough idea, but like, do what you think would be good. Oh, 100%. Actually, all my bikes right now are all free reign. They just gave me colors. They're like, whatever you want, these are the colors that I want. And I'm like, okay, like that's pretty cool. So um, there's that. There's uh, some customers will give me like a rendering themselves, which is also really helpful just because, and I don't get offended by that. People always ask me, they're like, I hope you don't mind that like I already brought you a design. And I'm like, as long as I'm not copying another, like another artist, I don't care because it's your bike. I don't have to look at it once it leaves my shop. You have to stare at it all the time. So you better make sure it's what you want, not what I want. So um, this one guy brought me a whole like colored pencil drawing of exactly what he wanted. And I loved it. It was so cool. So I still have that. I'll let when that happens, I'll like frame it and like along with a picture of the bike just because it's cool to like bring that into life. So um, that's pretty cool. Like doing stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of a mixture of everything. So 
Yeah, sure. I guess sometimes it is nice to just have free reign and let your mind like take over. But oh, 100%. But then it also sometimes you want a bit of direction, don't you? To just like, just to spiral off of sometimes just one idea and then loads of ideas. Yeah, there's some people that are just like, they'll give me their bike and they're like, whatever you want. And I'm like, you don't have any colors, anything? And they're like, nope, anything. And I'm like, okay, well, I need a starting point. I'm like, so what (laughs) colors do you hate? And let's start from there. So we know what colors not to add and then we kind of start talking and usually people do have an idea they just don't know how to explain it so you kind of just have to know the right questions to ask that was yeah. a hard lesson learned so <laughs> yeah I bet that is one thing isn't it sometimes you can have an idea in your head but to actually like describe it and say it how you're thinking it can be really hard 100% that was always what I said one of the biggest challenges about my job was I have to be a mind reader, essentially. So like, I have to be able to envision what you're envisioning and make that come to life. So that itself is a challenge in its own. But it's fun. It's definitely uh, it's a good time. It's a good, like I said, it's a good challenge. So keeps the mind going. Yeah, definitely. Do you, would you ever like do a mock drawing or something? Sometimes. Like that? So sometimes if I'm really like, I go through certain periods where I have design blocks and I'm just not creative and I'm not feeling anything. So in that case, I'll start with a, a design or a sketch, but I usually keep it to myself because it changes so much throughout the whole process. So like I use it as a starting point, And then once I actually start taping and painting the bike, then it kind of runs wild and then it looks nothing like my sketch anyway, but usually cooler. So I can't complain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So you've painted your own bike as well, haven't you? Oh, so many times. (laughs) So I have, well, I have two, but I just bought another bike that it has flames on it that I didn't paint, but I fell in love with whoever did paint it. I can't figure it out. And I really want to learn who did it. But I fell in love with that paint job. So I bought that one. But I have a a sportster that I I painted a few times. So I'm actually about to be painted again. So (laughs) no way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's about once a year, I I change it up. So (laughs) that is so cool. Oh, my God, I'd love to be able to do that just to be able to change it whenever you want. That it's is- fun. I mean, it's it's definitely I, I don't put as much work into my own stuff as I do customers just because like, I feel really bad taking time away from customer stuff to work on my own. But um, yeah, I mean, it's a good time to just like get sick of it and be like, okay, I'm gonna change this up now. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> Plus, it all I use it as like, uh, if there's like an experiment that I, I want to try or a new product that I want to try or something, I want to see how the durability is or how it holds up, then I'll use it on my own bike just so I can test it myself first before I'm putting it on somebody else's. So yeah, sure. That makes sense, actually. So what have you got on your bike now? And what are you changing it to? So actually, what's on it now was never planned that way. I I had envisioned it completely different colors, a completely different design, all of it. But it just happened to be I had some time to work on it. So I was like, let's do it. And those were the colors that I had like on just on the shelf so I was like this is what it's gonna be and it ended up being really cool it's like this like southwestern kind of design and it's all red and oranges and um people ended up loving it like I did not like it at first and then everyone loved it and I was like well I guess I'll keep it like I guess it's kind of cool if everyone likes it this much (laughs) so then um I kept it for a really long time and then when I bought this second bike Uh, now that I have another bike that I can keep riding with I'm like okay now I can tear apart that one and really do it how I want it and really just like take my time on it since I have another bike to ride because that was my other issue too I ride so much that 
I don't want to like take the downtime to paint it all the time. Like, so this is, I can actually take my time on it while continuing to ride my other bikes. So it works. Oh, sure. Yeah. I guess that's the thing, isn't it? If you're painting, it's in pieces, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was so, I, for so long I wanted to repaint it, but I was like, I'm just, I I can't stop riding it. So (laughs) (laughs) I actually took it up to a shop and it was close to my paint shop at the time. And he couldn't get it apart because I would go over every day and just ride it. And he's like, Shana, you have to stop riding this for me to take it apart. And I was like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So what are you doing on it next then? Um, honestly, I have not decided yet. So I, I haven't decided if I'm going to keep it yet. I really want to, but at the same time, I know I'm not going to ride it that much and I hate to see it sit in my garage. So Um, If I keep it, I'm going to do a flame job with some quirky colors, but then if I sell it, I'll probably just do just like a generic flame job on it, just so it's easier for for somebody else to appeal to as well. So yeah, that I'm kind of still deciding on. So we'll see. Yeah, sure. (laughs) What are like the main colors that people ask for, or is it a big variety? So lately I've been doing a lot of blues and purples. Like I said, they go through phases. Like last year, um, I did a lot of red and orange bikes. And then, yeah, this year's a lot of blue and purples. I'm about to do um, like a teal green one coming up, which I'm excited about that one. That one's going to be some different colors. So, yeah, that one's coming up. And then um, that GTO I was talking about, that one's that one's going to be all like oranges and root beers and stuff. So we definitely stick to a lot of like blues and oranges and those types of things so yeah they're very quite standout colors aren't they like 100 percent. and with so many effects and paintwork and the flakes and the pearls and everything you can make so many cool colors and then the same color you can have an all orange bike but be so many different effects and shades of it that it just has so much depth and looks so cool so it's wild what you can do with paint i love it it's endless really yeah for sure it's so creative isn't it you can just go proper wild with it 100% and you never stop learning about it either that's the cool thing like that's what I love about it is I'm constantly stimulated by it so like I never there's always something to learn there's always a new technique there's always a new effect coming out all of it so that's really fun too yeah that's awesome you know I've always wanted a black and gold bike with like some really like my bike's matte black and I just I want to get rid of all the chrome all the silver and yeah gold all little bits everywhere some cool design I don't know but oh yeah that would be awesome let's do it we're gonna make it happen (laughs) I'm gonna have to ship it over to you (laughs) that's fine either ship it or I'll come over there one of the two we'll figure it out okay we'll make it happen (laughs) I'm ready for it (laughs) so do you work um in your own place or so I ran out of a body shop so um I just pay them a monthly rent and then I go in pretty much the opposite schedule of them. I can go in whenever, but I like to, uh, I'm I'm a social butterfly, so I will talk to everybody and get distracted. So I go in at nights on weekends when no one's there and that's when I get the most done. But I love the setup. It's really cool. Um, I mean, I have everything there that I need and just like, they're super helpful too. So it's really cool to just be around a really good group of people and just in a cool place. Uh, the environment to paint in is so important when it comes to painting, just both um, paint-wise and creativity-wise for me. Like, if I'm not in a good environment, I'm not producing good work. So that was yeah. extremely important for me to find. So I'm super thankful for it. 
Yeah, I could imagine if you're in a place that's like a bit busy or if there's like loads of colours on the wall or something, that could probably throw you off of your design and what you're trying to do. Oh, 100%. And just like that and um, if it's just, if there's not enough room, if it's too cluttered, if it, this shop is huge, so it's nice that we can all spread out and have our own little corners and areas and stuff. And we all just work together really well scheduling wise and when we all need the booth and stuff. So it all just works out really well. I'm super excited about it. That's cool. And also you can bounce ideas off each other. Yeah, well. that's what I love about it. There are certain dates, like I said, when I do go through designs, design blocks, I can just go up and be like, hey, like, this is what kind of the direction I want to go, but I can't envision how to get there. And somebody would be like, well, if you do this and nine times out of 10, it's probably cooler than the idea I was thinking of anyway. So I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Like, that's going to be awesome. So yeah that's super cool so you get out riding a lot then I take it oh so much so much man it's it has quickly become my well so when I first started painting I did not ride I was um I mean I rode on the back and stuff and like my, I my dad had a bike growing up that I always rode on and stuff but I never rode my own and then so I painted a lot of helmets and like cars and stuff and I painted a few bikes here and there but then when I started riding my own bike, that's when I was like, I'm strictly bikes from here on out. Like I'm revolving my life around it. Like that's what I want to do. And then it was 2020 that I really started riding heavily, like almost every day. And then uh, 2021, I did a lot of um, like cross country bike trips and just long distance trips and stuff like that. And it kind of just never stopped from there. And now it's one of my main forms of transportations and I love it. It just, I know, like, I don't, I couldn't imagine my life without it. I went, I got really sick at one point for like two and a half weeks and I couldn't ride and I almost went crazy. I was like, this is not, I need to get somebody to get me on a bike. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, I mean, when you've got so much of a connection to it and it's something you just love and it's that thing you can go out and just makes you feel good. Like if you mm -hmm. don't get that, then it's it's almost like you need that boost isn't it 100 it's such it's such a necessity anymore like it's just it's I mean we talk like bikers talk about it all the time that it's throttle therapy and so therapeutic and because it is like that is just it's unexplainable and and that's what I love about just the biker community is like it's a love that you don't have to explain to everyone like it's just a bunch of people that understand it like because you can't explain it like I am so attached to this machine this like just materialistic object I can, but I have such a like soul deep love for it it's ridiculous so I don't, it's just wild all of it's crazy <laughs> yeah 100% I love that side of it it's like doesn't matter who you meet like what walk of life they're from when you both ride like you just get it yeah 100% and just like who it connects you to like I would never be talking to somebody from another country about riding like if I never rode so like that's really cool to me that's wild it's so cool <laughs> yeah that's so true it does connect you from all right random people yeah and you know the power of social media really. yeah oh yeah you know it's amazing isn't it yeah my whole business is social media based that's how I can do what I do um like I said 2021 I traveled a lot and so I put my all like that's when I was pinstriping a lot so I put all my paints on my bike and I would just post wherever I wanted to go and I'm like hey I want to go here in the next couple of days and somebody would hit me up and be like hey I want uh, like my bike pinstriped I want my car pinstriped and I'm like okay cool and I would just keep paying for it as I went that way and I just lived on the road for a while and it was it's wild and I would like step back every once in a while and I'm like this is all because of motorcycles like how insane is that like I can't wrap my mind around it sometimes 
Yeah, that's epic. I love how it can do like a full circle like that, you know, starting from something you love and then it can just spire into all this other stuff. Yeah. But it all keeps back round to like that one thing. Yeah, it? it's so cool. That's I, I love it so much. So do you have a lot of friends and family in your area that ride as well? Oh, yeah. So well, I don't have so I live far, far away from my family. I live about like 3000 miles from my family. So but they oh, all still goodness. yeah, it's wild. So they still still ride, though. That's how I like I said, I grew up riding. My mom was eight months pregnant with me and my dad went and bought the bike that he still has today. And I'm obsessed with it. It's this um, it's a Harley soft tail. And it, it's this beautiful peach co- color. And it's one of the it's a limited edition but it is a factory color so I'm obsessed with it and he still has it and he doesn't ride so much often anymore but um so I always was like I remember riding on the tank of that before I could walk and like he would just like take us on like these little like round the block trips and stuff and it, it was it was really cool so I grew up on that and then um I just I'm sorry my cat's going wild right now and then uh <laughs> I just um yeah, I don't know. I just, I started, I was married before and I, he rode a lot. And so I was on the back of his bike a lot. And then one day I was like, you know what? I want to ride my own. He talked about it a lot. He was like, look, he's like, I don't mean to offend you. He's like, it's great riding with you. He's like, but there's something about riding solo. He's like, riding your own bike is amazing. And I was like, well, let me try it out. I want to find, like, I want to see it, you know? And then, so I got a dirt bike and I learned how to ride on that. And then, um, I, I got actually a street bike. It wasn't a, it was a long time before I got a Harley. And, uh, so I rode around for a little bit on just smaller bikes. And then somebody came to me about a truck that they wanted painted and they said, Hey, I don't have that much money, but I have this Sportster. Um, would you be willing to trade? And I said, absolutely. I said, I'm, I'm down with that. Let's go. <laughs> so <laughs> then I painted this really cool truck for it. And then ever since I got that bike though, I never rode another one. I still have my other bikes, but, um, yeah, I just, I haven't, there's one that I'll always have and I won't ever sell because it was the first bike I ever bought and my grandmother bought it for me. So it's like very, very sentimental to me. Yeah. So she, um, that will always be in my possession no matter what. So other than that one though, it doesn't run though. It's kind of a really crappy bike, but, um, ever since I I got my Harley, yeah, I just, I was on that ever since. And then I bought my FXR recently that I'm absolutely obsessed with. So ever since I bought that, I haven't been off of that. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, there's something about harleys isn't there just you oh, know yeah. you can see sports bikes zooming around or yep. other stuff but when you just get on a harley it's like it's loud it's heavy yeah you just feel a bit badass oh, when you 100%, get on there's no doubt man i get on this bike and i'm going on the road sometimes i'm like this you're controlling this machine right now like little you is controlling this big machine and like it's so cool to me just like I don't just how like like you said it's big and it's heavy it's loud all of it and like you're in complete control of it like it's doing whatever you tell it to so like that's the cool part about it I really dig that yeah 100% so have you done many mods to your newest bike or are you going to so not yet um it's done it was all redone and done very like insane and, and crazy and um all aftermarket so far but I did uh, the day I bought it, I changed the wheels <laughs> and then, um, I'm getting a new seat for it. And then my tank leaks. So I have to get a new tank, but other than that, um, I'm not going to change it too much. Cause I, I, I fell in love with it. It was a bike that I became extremely attached to pretty quick. So. 
Oh, nice. Well, you know, if you buy it already pretty much how you want it. Right. And that's a big reason why I got so attached to it. I saw a picture of it and I was like, I that's I want that bike. I said, I don't know what I got to do for it. I said, but like, whatever you want, I'll pay it. Like, just it's mine. Like, I'm calling it. And like my friend had it and he um, he's so amazing. He's a really, really good friend of mine. He was like, look, he's like, we'll make it work. He's like, if you want this bike, it's yours. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, let's do it. And then it all happened. And I, I couldn't be happier with it. So it sounds like it was meant to be. Oh, 100%. There's no doubt about it. I have like, I know it. It's like I tell people all the time. I'm like, this is my bike. This is 100% meant to be my bike. No doubt. So oh, I love it. It's so good. Um, so Shane, I was having a look through your Instagram and I found a couple of pictures and I thought we could do a thing where I'll show you and then you can explain to me a bit more like what's going on. I'm down so with it. You had, you had some cool pictures. It was hard to decide just <laughs> what. But let me just get up my saved ones. Oh, yeah, because funny enough, I did save this one, but I'm thinking this is what you already described earlier. yes yep that is the tank that i was talking about for harley so that was actually at sturgis um in south dakota in 2021 and that was uh, the first time i saw it up on the wall i didn't see it for like four months before that i had to send it out pretty early and i didn't see it for a really long time and so i, I barely remember what it looked like and I, I went there and i saw it and it was it was really cool so i love that one so much but and i actually later on did a bike in the exact same way. Somebody saw that tank and they were like, I want my bike painted like that. And I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. And so we did a whole bike of it. So that was really cool. So Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That so, uh, so I'll show you one more as you already spoke quite a lot about that. Um, I, I love this picture. Can you tell me more oh, about yeah? this Oh, yeah. Okay, so that one was... Um, that was a fun day. So that was just, I have a really good friend, Danielle, out here. Um, she's a heavy rider as well. That girl puts down some mile on some big bikes too. She's riding baggers. She's riding everything, man. She's awesome. So um, she's about an hour and a half north of me on the coast as well. And so she called me up one day. She's like, yo, um, I like, do you want to hang out today? You want to ride around? Like, you want to do some stuff? And she wanted to do a little bit of a photo shoot for um, a local leather company. And then also she was starting a t-shirt company and she wanted some images for that. So I was like, yeah, like, let's go. And there was a, a me, her and another friend. And we just rode around the coast all day and like just stopped for food and stopped at these random cool spots. And it, it was an awesome day of just like, like the purest day of riding. What you envision riding with friends of just like riding around the beach and like stopping and and grabbing some food and grabbing a drink and then just like riding around some more all day, like into the night. And then like, it was awesome. So that was that day. That was a really fun day. Oh, that, that you've just described like the perfect day. Right. And exactly. That's exactly what it was. Well. Yeah. It was just like, I just saw it. I was like, I can see the palm trees in the background. <laughs> yeah. Like the sun's gleaming down. Like it was like, that looks so nice. Yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was so warm that day. I loved it. So <laughs> So what would you say is one of your like more dangerous or most scary times you've had on a bike? Oh boy. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So the, I have two, I have, um, one that the first time I ever wrecked a bike was the bike that my grandmother bought for me. It did run at one point and, um, we got caught in a gnarly storm one day. Like it was just forming over top of us. And so we stopped for a little bit, but then when we realized like it was not getting any better, it was just going to get worse. We're like, well, we might as well try to head home. And it was my first time riding in rain. <clears throat> and we were coming up to this turn 
And I knew it. As soon as like we came up to where we were supposed to turn, I was like, you're going way too fast for this. So I was like, okay, I could either try to downshift and have my entire rear end slide out, or I can like try to make this turn and hope for the best. And so I tried it and it did not go well. And I like, I just slid out, but it was, it was surprisingly peaceful. Like as I was going down, I was like, this is what I pictured wrecking a bike to be like, this is weird. And so then like, I don't actually remember like hitting the ground and I was sliding and I remember I was like trying to get myself to stop sliding because it was, it was rainy and wet. So I was, and I'm like a tiny person. So I'm just hydroplaning at this point. Like I'm just like (laughs) skiing across this water. (laughs) I was like, at some point I got to stop, you know what I mean? And then, um, so I just, I mean, the bike was okay and everything and we got up and rode it home. And luckily I came out with just like a scrape on my elbow and that was it. Um, but then there was, there was one other time on my Sportster that got pretty, pretty sketchy. And, um, we were riding in Arizona real late one night. This was on one of my cross country trips. It was me and my friend Brian and another friend of mine, Angel, but uh, we were in the back and Brian was about to run out of gas. And like, I knew he was and he, cause he told me, he's like, we're cutting this close. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And I'm like, okay, cool. No worries. I got an eye on you. Like, it's cool. So at one point Brian pulls off. So I'm like, okay, he ran out of gas. Cool. I'm like, no worries. So then I go to turn around to go back to him and he came back on the road <laughs> and I did not realize it. And we almost hit each other, but I, we didn't, it was very, very close. But at the end of that, I was like, this is all right, guys. So I said, we're done for today. We're going home. So, <laughs> but those are my two like scariest moments, I think. So <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. So do you usually wear like all kitted up? Do you, so, do you wear- sometimes. So I always, obviously always wear a helmet, always wear gloves. Um, I do, uh, usually I'm just cold in general, so I'm always layered up in, like, in that aspect, but, um, there are some times that I'm not very good about the whole gear thing, that I'm like, all right, on the bike, let's go, like, I don't care where it is, it's 110 degrees outside, like, we're going, but, um, I definitely try to, try to be as safe as possible, so. Yeah, sure. Or I guess, you know, if you're going to go on a super long journey, sometimes you think about it a bit more, don't oh, you? Oh, 100%. But if you're just the shops, it's a bit like, Man. Yeah, if I'm like going down the street to lunch, I'm like, whatever, let me just hop on right quick. If I'm like going across country, I'm like, okay, I need everything. How am I going to fit everything on a bike? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, I definitely learned how to pack light. <laughs> so what would you say are some of your most cherished moments on two wheels? Um, hmm. Cherished moments. So just even... I remember when I was, um, I have a lot of like just very, very small moments that I cherish because when I first was riding and living and I've lived in a very small town where I lived and like, I remember there was certain like, just like roads that I loved that I grew up on that I'm like, man, it would be really cool to ride this on a motorcycle one day. And then I did. And like, I remember when my, that's all my dream was. I was happy with that. Like, so I never, in that moment, I never imagined that I would be riding down PCH, one of the most famous highways in the U.S., or riding down um, in, in Sturgis, South Dakota, and and going in Wyoming to the Devil's Tower and seeing all these landmarks on a bike and like visiting all these gorgeous places and riding all these gorgeous roads that I never even was on on a car, and now I'm doing it on a bike. Like that's wild to me. So whenever I'm on a bike. I always try at least one time on my ride, even if it's just a ride down the road or whatever, at least one time. 
especially because I live on the coast here. So I'll like look at the ocean. And I'm like, Shayna, you're riding a motorcycle on the West Coast right now, the complete opposite end of the country of where you grew up. And like, you do this every day. Like, this is your life. So like those just small moments like that is, is what I cherish. But as far as just like really, really cool moments, um, just like the, the shows that I go to and stuff like Sturgis and like I rode to um, this one show called Street Vibes last year and that was when I rode with all my paints and stuff and I took my paints there and I actually pinstriped a bunch of bikes and helmets at the show and then I, I rode home. So that one was pretty cool. Like just all the memories I cherish. Like there's just places and people that I never would have met if it weren't for a bike. So that all is just super just important and means a lot to me. Yeah, that's awesome. That must feel so amazing to be able to go to a show and have all these people that, you know, want you to do their paint job <laughs> it's for wild. them. You must be it's like, definitely oh, wild. You're right, you know, 100% all the time. And I even get like, I'll go to a show, then I'll come back and I'll get messages. And they're like, I saw you at the show, but like, I didn't want to say hi. Like, I was too scared to. I said, why? I'm like, why would it's just me? Like, what do you mean? Like, just say hi. It's not, I'm not, I'm nobody, dude. I'm just like, I'm a painter who wings it, dude. Like, you ain't got to worry about nothing. So it's, it, it's crazy to me. And even like my friends, they joke all the time. They're like, you're famous. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like, it's so weird. <laughs> oh that's so nice so what would you say is like your all-time favorite bike then oh my fxr for sure right now my fxr is 100 it's a 1991 fxr it just um it, it has it's the beautiful colors it's like so it's quirky and different like it's not obviously like i said it's not a stock bike and um just how it handles too it has a really low center of gravity so it doesn't feel that heavy my sportster actually feels heavier than it um and then how it handles just while you're riding it too like it handles turns beautifully it just it feels so smooth while still being a small bike because what i've learned about riding is like obviously the bigger bike you get the i was riding a road king one time it felt like i was on a couch going down the road so i was like this is great so it's really but it's such a big bike, especially for tiny people. So I was like, the FXR, which is not that bigger than, not that much bigger than a Sportster, is just, a, I love it. So I never, I just recently started learning a lot about that specific bike about um, a year, year and a half ago. And then I didn't think I was going to own one this soon. So it was really cool that that worked out. And then I was like, damn, this is, this is really cool. So yeah, that's probably yeah, my favorite bike. Amazing. Oh, I might say so you own your yep, favorite yep, bike. Right now I do. So, and that's, I mean, no guarantee it might change. My favorite bikes definitely change throughout time. And like, they might come out with a, a cool bike that I would, I would love to have. But as of right now, I own my dream bike. So that's really cool to, cool to say. So. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's cool. That's interesting to hear that you feel like, even though it's technically a bigger bike than your Sportster, but it rides uh easier mm -hmm. or it feels like less heavy that's quite interesting to hear your point of view 100 i and people told me that a lot because I, I, I did a lot of research on it and um this fxr is like 70 pounds heavier i think than my sports are which doesn't seem like a lot but when you're already talking about how like 500 600 pounds it's a lot <laughs> so um, yeah. it just um I was really nervous about it. Even when I first got it and brought it back to the shop, I was so scared to ride it. And my friend Ed was like, he helped me pick it up and everything. He was like, Shana, get on it. And I was like, no, no. I was like, I'm, I'm too scared. Like, no. And, um, so then of course I live not out that far outside of LA. So like we lane split here and everything. And 
So when I first, I had to take it home and that was the first time that I actually got on and ride it, rode it. And then like I get on the highway and it's dead stop traffic. So I was like, well, if I'm going to get used to this bike, it's right now. (laughs) So then I rode it and then like 10 miles in, I'm like, wow, this thing actually handles so much better than my Sportster. Like that is crazy. And then, yeah, because you you really don't think about it. You think of a heavier, bigger bike and you're like, it's going to be harder to handle. It's going to be harder to control all of that. But I mean... That thing, it's just, it's wild how mind-blowing easily that thing rides. Yeah, that's amazing. And can I ask how tall are I am 5'4". So, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so I'm 5'3". Okay, yep, so, so you get cool. it. You 100% get it. <laughs> yeah, there are times I'm on my tippy toes with my sportster. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so can you fat? flat foot it or are you just one so this fxr i can flat foot it's actually set up for somebody who is shorter than i was which is super nice so i'm like yes it's great like this works out perfect so i love it so much (laughs) oh that's awesome (laughs) so i'm gonna ask you some slightly random questions now but it's gonna link back around got it (laughs) what's coming so i need to know what's your favorite food what's your dream destination and if you have a favorite car oh i have all of it okay so my favorite food is pizza 100 percent. so i'm half italian so i'm like i love it so my dream destination is italy like i would love to go there and visit and everything and have my favorite food so those connect and then um my favorite car is a 67 chevelle i've been obsessed with them since i was very little they're beautiful cars so like ever since that that's my dream car one day i'll own one of them so Nice. Okay, so now we're going to have a game of which okay. you <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I see what you did here. <laughs> so, would you rather have pizza, you can eat it all day, every day, however much you like, but you'll never be able to ride your FXR again? Or you've got your FXR, but no pizza. I got to choose my FXR. I'm sorry, pizza, but I got to choose the bike. (laughs) I'll find other favorite foods, no doubt. (laughs) I can't go without my FXR. (laughs) That was an easy choose, actually. It's hard hard to give up pizza, but it's easy to choose when it's just the the principle of it. (laughs) Sure, no, fair enough. So what about Italy then? You could go to Italy, like you could ride there or live there or however much you want, but no FXR. Oh, that one's hard. That, oh, one's, that one's really hard. I'd, oh, God. <laughs> I'd, can I get another bike? Is that, is that an option in this? <laughs> Yeah, you can have any okay, other bike. Then I would, but then I would have to choose that. Italy on that one. Oh, that's that's heartbreaking for me, but I would have to choose Italy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair enough. You can ride any other bike you like, actually, in Italy okay, as right. well. That's okay, that works dream. perfect then. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the car then? Here's your, here's your favorite car, oh, and then here's God. your bike. Take one home. I'm gonna today. have to say the car. Well, I wanted the car for a lot longer than I ever wanted the bike. So as much as I love the bike, that car has been a lifelong dream since before I even could operate any vehicle. So I'd have to choose the car too. Oh, that's heartbreaking too. <laughs> oh dear. So Shayla, just to wrap things up, then 
I just want to ask you one more question. If you could go back in time to when you first started riding and you could give yourself a piece of advice, what would it be? Um, ride more and care less. I, when I first started riding, I would have to look up weather conditions as far as like even like wind gusts and like I would have to look up where we were going, what the parking lot situation was like, all of that. And like I was so worried about if there was other bikers there, even like rallies and stuff. I didn't want to go like, what if I drop my bike? What if I can't park? All of that. And the more I went to these events, the more I rode. We all do it. We all like riding a bike is hard sometimes. Like we get into crazy situations. You're in terrain that bikes shouldn't be on sometimes like stuff happens we're all like if you ride you know it and that's just it we're just stoked to be out on bikes so um yeah to just ride more and just not worry about all the other stuff like we're all we're all on the same page here so <laughs> yeah oh i just you know what i actually love that you said that because that's exactly what it is and you first start riding and even now especially if you're like riding up to a massive group of people can be a bit intimidating and you are thinking what if I just stack it here in front of these? Oh, God. I stalled my bike one time in front of all, like, everybody, all my friends and everything. And I was just like, you know what? We all do it. Like, we all, and, like, we all joked about it after that. They were like, yeah, Shay, that red light took a while, huh? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I really did. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, I mean, once you realize that, like, we're all, like, it, it, we're all human. It all happens. Like, bikes are bikes. Sometimes they don't start. Sometimes they just want to do random stuff. So, it, we're all just here to ride so yeah. that's it yeah i love it that's great well thank you so much for coming on my podcast it's been lovely talking with you thank you so much for having me i'm so glad to finally talk to you that's awesome thank you for listening to this episode of bike chick chat don't forget to check us out on socials. You can find me under Biker Bethany. Also, please don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, all that jazz. And also check out Shana's profile. I will link it in the description below. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the next one.